Here we go. You are listening to Rumination Tuesday, Law and Gospel. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. And before we take a look at the hymn, I wanted to explain what happened yesterday. Last Friday, I called KFUO and told them they had to put a repeat broadcast on for Monday because I didn't think I would be able to be there since I was having cataract surgery. Well, I have a wonderful doctor, and he ended up giving me really good help in that cataract surgery. His name is Sean Breet from Eye Care Associates. You know, you get nervous about that. I went in, and in 10 minutes, he had taken care of my problem. And the trouble is, they had given me an anesthesia or a sedation. It didn't make me go to sleep, but I did not realize it was going to make me sleepy because when I was done the surgery, went into the recovery room, and they gave me something to eat, something to drink, And I even asked the nurse, when I get home, can I eat and drink? And she said, you can do anything you want. You cannot rub that eye. So on the way home, Louise was driving. I wasn't allowed to drive. But we got home in plenty of time. I phoned KFUO and I said, hey, I can be live today. Surgery went real well. And uh, I'll be able to be on live. So. 9.30, I began talking. And those of you who are listening, by 9.35, unbeknownst to me, I began mumbling and saying words that nobody could make any sense out of it. And I saw the doctor this morning. Again, we just got back from him. And uh, he indicated that, yeah, he's got a you know, tell the nurses that people can get tired after having this particular anesthesia. And so I was actually falling asleep, not knowing I was tired. And what happened, my wife came running into the room and said, wake up, we can't hear what you're saying. And so the rest of the program, I was okay. Uh, Except maybe near the end, I started mumbling again. But after it was over, I told my wife, Louise, well, I think I just might lie down and rest on this chair for a few moments. And three hours later, I woke up. And since then, I've been fine. My voice is okay. I'm not tired. Doing real good. Saw the doctor this morning. He said it was a wonderful success. And I still can't rub my eye for a whole month. Plus, we get drops put into it. But People had phoned the station and my friends. Some people were wondering if I had had a heart attack or something else. And no, none of that was happening. And I feel very good and things are going fine. So I wanted to apologize for that. I just didn't realize that when you finish your surgery at 830, you maybe ought not be on the radio at 930. Because I wasn't tired at all on our way home, so I thought I could do it. But guess what? God had a different answer for me. Well, this 
last Sunday was Reformation. This next Sunday is All Saints Day. So the hymn for that day is For All the Saints Who From Their Labors Rest, written by William Walsham Howe, who died in 1897. And he had a great faith in the church triumphant. In fact, the bishop he had of Ripon wrote this about him. He felt the fervor of Catholic life, the great host of God serving, struggling, martyred, yet triumphant children passed before his view. He saw the glorious procession of the sons of God as they swept through the open gates of paradise. He heard their victorious song of praise. The alleluia of the redeemed rang in his ears and passed into music in his noble hymn for All Saints' Day. He wrote the hymn when he was rector at Whittington, a farmer, farming village on the border between England and Wales. And this hymn has become popular not only during his lifetime, but remains the most widely known hymn from his pen. So the text is kind of from Britain and England. And we also know that the translator or the arranger, Ralph Vaughn Williams, he was musical editor of the English hymnal at that time, and also musical editor of Songs of Praise that came out in 1925. And this was the wonderful hymn that was the hymn that he had written uh, for All Saints Day. So there are a number of verses here, eight of them. So let me read the first one to get going. For all the saints who from their labors rest, who thee by faith before the world confessed, thy name, O Jesus, be forever blessed, and then alleluia, alleluia. Now, that's the church triumphant hymn for All Saints Day. Pastor Mark Smith is with me on the line. Will you be using that hymn this coming Sunday? Definitely. Uh, we'll open with that hymn. That'll be the uh, first hymn. We w probably won't sing all the verses. I think we're just going to sing uh, verses 1, 2, 3, 7, and 8. But oh. uh, they're all they're all great verses. Don't get me wrong. I I love this hymn. Yes, yes. Uh, do you have communion this Sunday? Yes, every yeah. Sunday. Well, um, that's right. You had told me that before. Um, it would be also a good communion hymn because I know the size of your congregation, and they would easily get through all eight verses. But that's up to you. Yeah, well, yeah, you're you're right. I just think I, I think this is a good starting hymn. You know, I, you want a good, robust hymn to to begin with, and that's why I've chosen this one. The thing about missing out on verses four and five, as you will see, is that's where he makes a distinction between yes. the saints triumphant and the saints militant. 
Can yeah. you explain what we mean by the saints triumphant? Well, the well, the church, of course, the the whole communion of saints, the church, that's the church on earth, which is the church militant. We're still contending with the world, the flesh, our our, our old sinful flesh, and the devil. So we're still yes. we're still battling. But the church triumphant, of course, that that's the the saints that are already in heaven, in paradise, and uh, they're of course resting from their labors. They're no longer contending as we are. They're triumphant. And and yet they too belong to the communion of saints. It's the church on earth and the church in heaven together. I find it interesting, the first line, for all the saints who from their labors rest. What does that mean? There's no well, work in heaven? Uh, no. Uh, that's uh, come. Well, do you think of the word that Jesus gave us? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will oh, give you rest. So he, he, he makes yes. the distinction between the laborious tar part of our faith, which is not always easy, often not easy, um, yes. and uh, and the rest of the saints. That is a great verse that I had forgotten about. And so thank you for that. And notice in the very first stanza, Jesus is already mentioned. Yes. Yes. Oh, thy, thy name, O Jesus, be forever blessed. Yeah, right. And so he's really showing what heaven is like, but it's also something for us to know that Jesus shall be ever blessed. Would you read right. stanza two? Sure. And it's a good stanza coming right off of uh, the uh, uh, the Reformation hymn that we sang last Sunday. Thou wast their rock, their fortress, and their might. Thou, Lord, their captain in the well-fought fight. Thou in the darkness, drear, their one true light. Alleluia, alleluia. And when you talk about the hymn, which one are you referring to for Reformation? Uh, that's our, the battle hymn of the Reformation, um, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, A Trusty Shield and Weapon. Yeah, it's based on uh, Psalm 46. And we talk about him being our fortress, our rock. And so this is a good, a good hymn to back that up. That's a good connection. In fact, uh, yes. the readings, wh which one do you think you're going to be doing for the sermon? I'm going to be preaching on uh, the first, uh, Revelation. Oh, yeah. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, normally what I do on Monday is a different verse than what I preach in on Sunday. But because I kind of messed up Monday, I'm going to do the Beatitudes. Because, uh -huh. And the question is, why do we think that persecution is a blessing? I mean, that yeah. is really something to look at. All right, I'll do three. Okay. Oh, may thy soldiers, faithful, true, and bold, fight as the saints who nobly fought of old and win with them the victor's crown of gold. Alleluia, alleluia. Now, how do you understand that? Pastor Smith, without work righteousness, because it says, 
you know, they get the victor's crown of gold. Is that something they merited? <clears throat> That's a good question, because it does say they win uh, and win with them the victor's crown of gold. Well, Christ has won it for us. Yes. By his by his suffering and his death on the cross. He, he says, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give unto thee the crown of life. We don't win it. He gives it to us by virtue of all that he's done for us. Well, the word win could be used. I'll tell you, um, we go by, every time we go to Illinois, we go by all these signs about the lottery. And we say, oh, somebody won because it's down to 2 million instead of 25 million or something like that. If you win the lottery, you really haven't done any work. Yeah. You have it. It's something that you win. Right. And similarly, through faith in Jesus Christ, you win the victor's crown of gold. So who's the victor? Well, we're victors, but it's always in Christ. That's we're, we're right. victors, yes, but it's always in him. We yes. can't separate the two. Well said. You You really tie Jesus into everything. Stanza four, please. Yeah. Uh, let's see, four. Oh, blessed communion, fellowship divine. We feebly struggle, they in glory shine. Yet all are one in thee, for all are thine. Alleluia, alleluia. There you're talking about the communion of saints, blessed communion. And the distinction between the militant church right. and the triumphant church. So how right. do you understand uh, the militant church in contrast to the triumphant church? You already mentioned it. Yeah, well, we, we are all, all of us Christians who are still living are part of the church militant. We're battling, yes. we're battling the, the world. Which is which is also you know this world's prince may still scowl fierce as he will so the world is uh, pretty much arrayed against Christ and against his church so you got the world to contend with you've got uh, the devil the, and our own sinful flesh our own sinful yes. flesh contends against us. It's very interesting that a mighty fortress is our God in this hymnal is hymn number six fifty six. Yes. And when you look above it, it says the church militant. Right. And this hymn is 677 for all the saints. And when you look at the top of the page, what does it say? It says uh, the church triumphant. Yes. So that you, fits You've got really a section well. for each. Yes. And um, I'll tell you the other one I love, Behold a Host Arrayed in White. Yes, we're singing that hymn too. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be the sermon hymn. Yes, um, I'm doing Jerusalem the Golden. Yes, I wanted to I wanted to sing that, but I just you know you can't sing them all. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, Behold we're doing, a host. We're doing for distribution. We're doing Jerusalem, my happy home. Oh yes, that's another yeah. good one. Yeah. The Behold a Host Arrayed in White. That was a favorite hymn of a professor at Fort Wayne. Yes, that's right. In fact, I think they sang it at his funeral or his brother's funeral. And we're talking about who? 
I think we're talking about Robert Price. Exactly. Well said. I didn't know if you would know that or not. And in fact, uh, I what I heard is they sang that hymn as the whole family. You know, it's a large family yes. uh, processed up to the uh, to their places in the sanctuary. Yep. They yep. sang. Yep. They, they sang that hymn. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember when I had him as a professor, or we would be talking in his house. More than once he mentioned how much he liked that hymn. Yeah. All right, I'll do five. And when the fight is fierce, the warfare long, steals on the ear the distant triumph song, and hearts are brave again and arms are strong. Alleluia, alleluia. So are we going to be feebly struggling in warfare in heaven? No, but it, it can, as it says, and when the fight is fierce and the warfare long, you know, it can, it can be awful trying at times. And I like the way, I like the way they use that word steal. You have to, you talk about a word you have to explain to the kids. Yes. That, I picture that as, you know, the, 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 the pioneers contending with, uh, Anybody that's attacking them, and you think, "Oh boy, all is lost. We're just uh, we just can't we just can't uh, win this battle at all." And suddenly, you hear in the distant, in the distance, the faint sound of the cavalry uh, yes. trumpets, and it's coming and it, to rescue you. Coming to rescue you, and that you know then that uh, victory is in, in sight. But that's kind of what we're talking about here. Steals on the ear. It's 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 slow. It, it's 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 quiet at first. But as they get closer, you hear that uh, distant triumph song. And that distant triumph song, of course, is what we refer to as the gospel. Right. Not the law, but mm -hmm. the gospel. Because sweet, uh, well, go ahead with verse 6, because it explains it. Okay. This, I love this verse, because it, uh, it distinguishes... It, it talks about the rest. It distinguishes the rest uh, that we have after death. And the next verse will talk about the resurrection. The golden evening brightens in the west. Soon, soon to faithful warriors cometh rest. And sweet is the calm of paradise the blessed. Alleluia, alleluia. There you're talking about the interim state, you know, the... The, the time between our death and the resurrection. And you love this verse, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. Which is the one you're skipping on Sunday? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you, know, you to do all eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you remind me of somebody, you know, what last Sunday, uh, you know, if I had them stand for the whole mighty fortress last Sunday, they would be standing all through the first part of the liturgy. And I am very sensitive to having uh, people stand too long, especially yes. the elderly. Well but said. I had somebody, I had somebody come up to me before the service says, "Oh no, this is the battle hymn of the Reformation. We've got to stand for all the verses." So I said, "Okay, <laughs> we will stand." <laughs> Well, I'll tell you the way to get around that yeah. is we're doing a mighty fortress, and to show our respect for the Reformation, we will all stand on the last verse. Well, that's what I was going to do. I was going to no. do that. 
But this yeah. other person contended. This other person contended. Oh no, we've got to stand for all of them. It's so, okay. Well, you can all thank right. your previous pastor, uh, who so happened to be my field worker, Steve Reardon, and uh, well, he was a member of my congregation. Right. We always stood for a mighty fortress. Yes. Yes. And yeah, uh, I, I, we had a pretty young congregation, but you're correct. You got to keep in mind those who had difficulty standing. That's right. Yeah. Good point. All righty. I'll read seven. But lo, there breaks a yet more glorious day. The saints triumphant rise in bright array. The king of glory passes on his way. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, what does that mean, the king of glory passes on his way? Well, that's, that's talking about Christ. Yeah, this is the, the resurrection verse. Yes. And that's the glorious day. Yes. Because the saints triumphant rise in bright array. In fact, is it not from Revelation that they're wearing white robes? That's right. Revelation 7. Who are these? What? Who are these that are clothed in white robes? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The question is asked, and then the person who's asked the question says, you know. Yes. <laughs> and then the answer is given. You know, that is what yeah, you've been that's saying. How I should, that's how I should answer your question sometime, Tom. When you ask me a difficult question, I says, well, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you still love your wife? Of course. No. You know. You know. <laughs> I gave you the opportunity there, Mark. Because <laughs> I know that you wasn't a, love each other. That story. wasn't a difficult question at all. Oh, that wasn't difficult. All righty. Well, let's see. Stanza 8. Okay, this is a beautiful verse, too. From earth's wide bounds, from ocean's farthest coast, through gates of pearl, streams in the countless host. Singing to Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Alleluia, alleluia. So what we have here is a triangle in front of the last verse. Right. Which we didn't have for a mighty fortress. Right. Because the last verse isn't Trinitarian. Right. Uh, you, you call it what? Doxological. A doxological verse, right. We stand for it. Yes. So... This is a great way to end. Are you going to have any instruments playing or just the organ? Oh, just have the organ. The organ is yeah. plenty right there. Yeah. We have a good organist yeah. and, a, and a fine organ. Yeah, I'll tell you, that's really, we're short on pastors. We're certainly short on organists. In oh, fact, two Thursdays ago, I had to play for the congregation because our regular organist had a meeting, and the one we sometimes use had another engagement. So I ended up playing. And so it was a lot of fun. I'll bet hey, so. I'm glad you're off your assignment and back with us. You'll be here next week, won't you? Absolutely. Okay, that's Pastor Mark Smith. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. Thanks so much for listening to Law and Gospel on this second day of November. Tomorrow, we're going to give you a real good Bible verse to use for people. God bless you.
Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod.